You're listening to The Dirt on Dating Show with your host, Misha Noah. Get ready for real stories with everyday people on topics like the hottest dating apps, when to commit, and how to find a partner you actually click with. Whether you're on the prowl or spicing up your relationship, we've got the dirt to help you find success in today's digital dating world. Welcome to this episode of The Dirt on Dating Show. I'm Noah. And I am your guest co-host, Helene. And today, we're going to take a glimpse into what it's like to date Andrew. He is a 39-year-old single gay man. He is five years clean and sober. Go, Andrew! His sexual history started at age 21 and has consisted almost entirely of one-night stands. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank You're you welcome. very much. <laughs> cool. So Andrew, I, we've had a chat about this, uh, you know, briefly, but all one night stands. <laughs> 98.75% one night stands since age 21. Yes. Wow, unfortunately, you never, but unfortunately. You never get like the matching set? Every once in a while. Every, <laughs> every so often there's a um, discrepancy where there's uh, the same guy twice, but. <laughs> so now you've had this streak of a, of a lot of different experiences, a lot of new experiences. What has that really just taught you about dating? I'm sure you have a, a you're a pro at, at making the clothes, right? So <laughs> he's a closer. How does, yes. that, how does that, you know, how does that work? Well, what's interesting is I'll just kind of preface the streak kind of happened by itself being, and I don't mean that in a great way, being a uh, gay guy not really familiar with homosexuality or rather being internally homophobic himself in a world where growing up in Palm Springs, everyone loves gay, Mm -hmm. um, was kind of a weird thing for me. And I, I was the only one who didn't accept myself. So at age 21, being the first year that I came out, I started use of, of meth, use of speed and dropped out of college in all the same year. It can, that's the, the streak that started this unhealthy need for external validation. And it just, I kept feeding it and feeding it and feeding it and became, became so good at it that it really is still my only, as much work as I've done, you know, years of being clean and sober on and off five years this time, the catch and release program is my tried and true way to make myself feel good. That's uh, wow. Thank you so much for sharing that, uh, like that vulnerability and just the story and the evolution. And, and also having the courage to take that reflection and to look into your model and understand like, oh, this is this, this is the source. And then to also come to terms with it and say like, I'm not necessarily looking at this as a bad thing. This is mm. just who I am. And, and this is the, the way that I, I operate. I think that takes a lot of courage. Yeah, it's early on when the seed of, um, I guess, recovery or introspective, you know, psychoanalytical stuff started happening in my early 20s. I didn't even know what to call it, but I just knew that my life was a mess and my sexuality was a mess. As I progressed in age, my emotional availability, my emotional my sexual self didn't evolve with my Mm -hmm. age. Mm -hmm. And so like right now, basically I have the emotional intelligence of like an older 20 year old. I have the sexual preferences, I guess you can say, and intelligence of an early 20 year old. 
but I don't want to portray myself incorrectly and say, I as a whole am a mess because you know, those Japanese pots and I'm, I don't know if you've heard like the whole like mm -hmm. saying or whatever, when they break, they fuse the cracks back together with the gold. Like mm -hmm. I really do feel like that. Mm -hmm. And just through, I've done so much work on myself that really the only aspect of my life that I have, that I've, let me put it like this. I'll be real vulnerable that I've chosen to not work on because it horrifies me. It's I live in fear of it is my dating life slash sexual life. I have a question. Please. Have you ever had, you seem like such a great guy and I just want to get to know you more. Like I want to spend more time with you. Have you ever had a man in your bed that is like, yo, Andrew, like, I think you're fantastic. I want a chance to get to know you more. Would you allow me a possibility of giving some time for me. Has that ever happened to you or do you not let it get there? Realistically, over 17 years, it had to have. Did I recognize it? No. Wow. That recognizing part mm -hmm. of it is so interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. you had your blinders on to a certain degree. Sure. Wow. Mm -hmm. Very much so. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I feel like you're a great guy. I would definitely want to at least give you two nights. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, I, I like I know that's the cool thing. Like, I know I'm a good guy. I don't have any like self hatred naturally. I have, you know, a slight case of low self worth, or, and, you know, according to the one night stand stuff, I, uh, it's odd, but I know I'm a good guy and I know I'm loving and caring. I'm, you know, I'm good to look at. I'm not, you know, hot, porn star hot. I'm, you know, moderately attractive with a nice weight build and good symmetry to my face with blue eyes. Right. And, you, know, yeah, they, you know, our viewers can't see you. So I think you're a knockout. But, well, yeah. thank you. Thank you. But, but yeah. And it's like, I have no debt. I'm financially savvy, not secure, but savvy. And it's like, I'm a great guy. So what the fuck? Like, why, why, why don't you love me? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, maybe you just have uh, your blinders on. Like Noah said, you know, I think you're very lovable. Yeah, Let's absolutely. See. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what would you say is your, if you were to find someone that you would want to actually be connected with on a deeper level, like what would that look like? I like that question. Cause it's like my dream. Whenever I watch, you know, a movie with the storybook ending. I want a guy who can sit home with me, have watch a movie, eat popcorn, you know, fuzzy, extra thick socks, and then the next day, dress to the nines and go out to an event and put that, you know, fun emotional mask on and just smile for the camera. But I would know that he, under that emotional mask of that smile, is just as real as I am under mine. Mm, That's yeah. beautiful. And I think it's so achievable and it just feels like comfortable and it feels safe. And I think that you have very reasonable expectations. Well, I, I hope so. It's just a matter of me finding the courage or the acceptance in myself. And I, I'm maybe thinking I have high expectations because in other aspects of my life, like um, some friendships uh, have been destroyed, but rebuilt mm -hmm. because of my acknowledgement that I have high expectations. Um, I think it can be attained a relationship through dating. Do you have like really good one-liners? Like how do you just keep knocking them out? Like no, what's, what's, walk, us, 
<laughs> Walk us through you, like your 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 plan here. Like, how, how does it go down? What's like a they're night not, out? They're not even one liners. I vet grinder dates. Okay, how do you, tell us how you do that? <laughs> okay, online, uh-huh. I find someone who I'm physically attractive to, or someone who I think wants to be portrayed as, as physically attractive. I look at their picture first. I look at their uh, profile. If the age, weight quality of the picture, if it all lines up, I start vetting them and making sure that I'm throwing sentences out that they're responding to in certain ways to where I'm Mm. making sure that they have a decent emotional sense, making sure that they're obviously not ax murderers. Do I know any of this for sure? Absolutely not. But if any of the red flags of any emotional instability or discomfort in what I'm saying or when they come over they're standoffish or don't look like their picture if any of that occurs it's just it's a no-go and that this is the rut I'm in yeah and then so when is it a (laughs) go-go it's a go-go when every when when all the green lights after this perfected vet system (laughs) that I've achieved When all of the green lights are a go, it is, it's a go-go. I see. And then are you the one that's making the initiative on that? Or is it, it's like, okay, they, they show up, they like, they look like you're not getting catfished. You know, they've got that, everything looks like it's supposed to, the conversation's flowing. How do you, how do you then progress? Like, cause I know it's like with men and women, there's a completely different sort of dynamic. So yes. do you, do you say, Hey, I'm going to touch your leg right now? Like, or like you have a really great package. Like how do you, how do you progress? Like, is it, is it vocal or is it hands? Like how do you Um, move to the next level? Mainly the majority of the time because, and you touched on it, but to be a little bit more physiological and specific two men just biochemically are more, are more prone to physical women are more prone. This is a a generalization. Women are more prone to emotional. The majority of the guys who come over it's a bing, bang, boom, physical thing. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, that's done with you know a savvy, uh, savoir faire kind of comfort. I'm moving towards them. Are they moving back? No, they're not. I'll move further. That kind of right. thing. They're looking at the lube on the table. Their eyebrow <laughs> raises. Let's go. You know, that kind of thing. They've already shown interest in my, my toys that I'm going to use with them and so on and so forth. But here's, here's the thing, kind of segueing it circling it back into the whole dating thing at the end. And this pisses me off about myself because this makes me sad just because it's the reality at the end of every, and this is torturous at the end of every single grinder date for which there has been hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of at least sexual encounters at the end of each one in my mind, there is a picket fence wrapped around this person and and my person's relationship. And I mean that literally I always have hope that the number that I, you know, basically begged them, it feels like, to put in their phone will be used again for them to actually call me on a date or at least text me so I can call them on a date. And that has really hardly ever happened. But I don't put it out there. I put out that I, I'm a good fuck and that's all I am. It, I mean, it's my fault, you know? Yeah, yeah, I just I'm curious like what something different would feel like for you, like warm fuzzy socks, like yeah, I want to date you, why not? <laughs> and but the the question that you have is the question that I have and I seriously think that 
um, on top of all the, you know, relapse prevention classes, all the, you know, accepting of my homosexuality classes. The, the class that I have not found the courage to do is sexual addiction class. Mm. I think that would help. A class of uh, love addiction class. Sure. Because I mean, clearly I'm going, when I do interest, when I do go on a date with a guy, and what I mean by a date is I go out to dinner. Um, I don't drink. So like it's, if we go to a club, I live right next door to the second most popular club in San Diego, physically next door to it. We go out for like, I have a soda. He goes to have a drink. I'm more than fine with that. I had a problem with booze and speed, not them. And so I always find myself wanting and needing to get to the sex. So it's like someone who has a food addiction. Mm. They're having, it's like they're sitting down at a, t- at a table dating. They're obsessed about the food. Well, I'm obsessed about the sex. Ergo, mm. I'm a fucking sexual, sexual addict. Mm. Yeah. So what's it going to take to get to some of these meetings? I mean, they're probably on Zoom. They're probably Action. free. Okay. Action. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, have ex- I have recognition. I have ex- acceptance. It's just going to have to do with putting logic over emotion, over habit, mm. because I'm really good at what I do mm-hmm. and, put it, and putting one foot in front of the other. I have done, what's one of those... Uh, legitimate sites something.com oh eharmony let's let's just say eharmony yeah yeah yeah, like cupid.com eharmony i went on one of those and i found someone and i had this whole picket fence we're gonna get in end up getting married we've been chatting for so long oh my god we're so compatible we even had like a tiff and we worked through it and we met and it was like we were like two flaming bottoms together i was like (laughs) fucking a like, so there, there was no physical chemistry? Well, there was because I'm a sexual addict and I wanted to fu- you know, have sex with them. But it's like it wouldn't be realistic because he wasn't even versatile. And I'm like completely bo- about him. So if you're if you speak gay, you know that that's just not going to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for, for the most part. And I'm not one to like put a huge label on like, oh, I'm not going to talk to another bottom like. I'm going to talk to another human being that digs me for me and right. I dig them for them aside mm-hmm. from, you know, sexual, physical stuff. You know, it, and it's, it's, very, it's very fascinating that you've had this level of, you know, acceptance for so many areas of your life and, and, uh, you know, you work through so many challenges and, and have gotten this, this understanding and this level of calm. I think it's, mm-hmm. it's really mm-hmm. beautiful to see. And I, I, you know, I almost wonder too, like, you know, with the sexual side of it, Maybe there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it's 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 a thing that it's a God-given trait that I that I've like had bestowed upon me because I'm good at sex. I love sex. I'm extremely hygienic, so my partners love having sex with me, but it's gone awry and it's mm. gone over the edge. And I think, Noah, to touch on what you said, I think the magic word as it is the magic word with a life of a human being, let alone with an addict, is balance. Yes. I have not found balance with that. I'd love to hear some of these unbalanced stories. I I live a pretty tame life. I kind of want to hear like, you know, your top like wildest kinky night, like how things got weird. Yes. Okay. Okay. Here. Okay. So he's got one friend. Yeah. I got, Uh I got more than one. I'm sure. Just one. (laughs) So this guy, okay. I have a, I don't have a preference per se of guy 
physically speaking. I like them to be age <laughs> legal 18 right. to <laughs> around 40. And they got like to be a top. Well, yeah, or verse or a bottom that knows how to, you know, their way around a toy. So I prefer, though, overall, what really gets me like, you know, tickle tummy is black men. Mm. So I had a black man over, which was like the most gorgeous porn star looking, built, awesome, hot ass black guy. And we just were going to town. He let me use toys on him. He had literally... And I kid you not, I'm really good about measurements. How big is like a real six inches and how big is like a real 10 inches? His tongue was about five and a half inches long. (gasps) His penis was 10 and a half inches long at very least. And it was one of those things where he knew how to make love with all this. Wow. What's his number? Right? (laughs) (laughs) Can you put his Instagram in the comments? I just want to, I just want to see. I'm all, he blocked me. I'm Aww. kidding. No. <laughs> he, he sounds great. No, he is. And, and I've texted him a couple of times since then. And of course he's, you know, given me some boundaries of like, don't text so often, but because <laughs> it, it's, it, it was exciting, but we've had two instances where that's happened and we know each other's boundaries and we don't cross them in it. We have a lot of fun. Look at that. He's made it to number two. Yeah, right? picture, picture, oh. <laughs> pictures or it didn't happen. Yeah, well, geez, a video, a teddy bear cam. I have a teddy bear cam. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so we are we are working towards wrapping up here. So okay. I want to I want to ask a, a very awesome question because it sounds like you have a lot of experience here. What is your recommendation for a either a sex product or relationship book or an app? that has changed your life in you know in any way of shape or form like something that you would recommend for other people i'm going to go straight for the sexual toy because i think it's extremely important especially through the first month and a half of uh, quarantine that one pleasures themselves and gets to know themselves uh, sexually and in every other way it's an old plug-in hitachi magic wand the mm, original i've heard good things i've heard good things holy shit it is the sort of thing where you could attach like a man's masturbatory uh, gel device on it. It's a device that a woman could use on her clitoris. A man could use it on either his testicles or the head of his penis. And some, I'm not going to specifically out myself and say me, but it is extremely easy to put a magnum condom over it in order to not get electrocuted, put it in a man's anus and have it hit his prostate on high, on high, uh, speed and have the most incredible orgasm you've ever had in your life for a gay man of course yeah i've heard good things about said wand yeah wow the hitachi wow. magic wand the original mm-hmm. the og yeah keep Thanks. it simple i mean sometimes yep. you don't need all these like bells and whistles and stuff just like plug it in and go to town yep k-i-s-s keep it keep it simple stupid <laughs> I love it. All right, Andrew. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Really appreciate the vulnerability and just and just opening up and sharing a lot of the the, the different strategies and different uh, experiences. It's it's been thank a blast. Thank you guys. I love you yeah, both. Thank you've you. been so much fun. I can't wait to hear about a three night stand. Absolutely. <laughs> or, or or maybe a three date stand. Ooh, yes. I'm, yeah. I'm, it feels like you're open to that possibility. I sure am. I sure That's am. Great. Yeah. You're lovely. <laughs> All right, everyone. Thank, thank you. you so much for tuning into this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. It's been a blast. Don't forget to swing by your favorite podcast player and leave us a review. Uh, of course, we'd love those positive reviews, but if you do have some feedback for us, 
uh, we appreciate that too. So we can keep growing and getting better at this. And so, please share too. Share with your friends. Sharing yeah. is caring. And your mom. It, well, oh, she's going to love it. Yeah. Everybody. Especially that Hitachi wand. But literally my mom is so into this stuff. She's totally going to listen and love it. She will. Oh yeah. Okay. And of course, if you want to be featured on the show, visit dirtondating.com slash single to tell us your story and introduce yourself. All right, everyone. That's it for this one. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Stay safe. Talk dirty. And we'll see you here tomorrow for another wild dating adventure.